Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to The Paddock and the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. Hello everyone. On today's show, I have two guests, two friends and two sports, cricket and horse racing. Hello, George Adams and welcome back, Tabitha Worsley. Hi. Tabitha has been on the, The Paddock and the Pavilion way back in December 2021 in episode 94. For listeners, Georgia is the successful captain of the Southern Vipers and Tabitha is an informed national hunt jockey who rode in the 2020, 2021 Grand National. Now, I'm looking forward to this. Now, to start with Georgia, I've got to start with you because last night I was watching the uh-huh. first game uh-huh. of the 100 and we were recording this on Thursday and you were dancing on the TV. What, what's all that about? I can only apologise if that's what you signed in and, and got to watch. Do you know what? I, I moved from the Oval Invincibles to the Southern Brave. And in my first week with the Brave, I've abseiled down the Spinnaker Tower and I'm absolutely petrified of heights. And I've been roped into DJing and dancing in front of 14,000 people and on live on TV. So it was actually my friend, Paige Schofield, who was meant, who had agreed to go and DJ and and go in the DJ booth and sort of learn the ropes. And she went, you can come with me because I don't want to go on my own. So she roped a couple of us in with her. Um, and then she got up there. And as soon as they said to her, right, we're going to do a little bit of a feature, but you're going to have to say a few words and answer a few questions. She went, no way, I'm out. And literally handed it to me. And she went, this is Gaz's job. So there I was, probably out of the group of us that were in there, the worst dancer, got no dance moves whatsoever, no idea what I was doing at the front, having to do all these dance moves and press a button on the DJ panel. So, yeah, it was it was an interesting one, but we styled it out. We worked it. We worked it the best we could. So will you be doing this at future games then? Or? I don't think I'll be making a regular thing of dancing in DJ booths, but... The DJ here, Steph, 
Um, she is great, actually. She did give me a little lesson uh, on and taught me the ropes, and she's very keen to have us back for. A, so we said that the, there was four of us in there. There was myself, Paige Schofield, Carla Rudd, and our overseas um, Molly Strano. We said we're going to have to come up with a little group name now. It's going to have to become a thing. We'll go around and do some appearances, do weddings. Make we'll sure go viral. <laughs> yeah, you got to go somewhere. So if you ever need us, Tabs, get us in. <laughs> yeah, come and do some of the races. Yeah, get us in there. Yeah. New market nights. Yeah. yeah, we might we might be a bit we might be a bit better by then. <laughs> and you've had a busy week as well, George. Because am I right in saying, looking at your Instagram page, you were at Wembley on Sunday? I was. It was um, again a really last minute. Um, I was actually away in Corfu, sort of getting five weeks, um, a rare uh, five week, a rare five day holiday um, in the middle of the cricket season, which hasn't happened in my career for probably about eight years. Um, and I got a text through from Alexia Walker, my boss at Brighton Aldridge Community Academy, saying, "Sir Rod, who basically built the school that I work at." Um, and is I think he's quite well known at Wembley, um, has managed to get a couple of tickets. Would you like to go? So I found out on Thursday um, that I could go. And I don't I think hands down um, as a spectator, it's the best sporting event I've ever um, attended in terms of atmosphere. Obviously, it was a brilliant game. It was a bit of a thriller. And um, to see the girls go all the way and win and how they handled themselves and, and sort of seeing all the kids around who were just in awe of these group of ladies on the pitch was, um, it, yeah, it put a big smile on my face. It was nice to see. And women's, sport, women's sport's really on the up now, isn't it? Uh, why do you think that is, uh, Tabitha? I just think more opportunity, isn't it? I say we're getting to, to do a lot more and a lot more sports are being inclusive and as you saw from the football at the weekend, a lot more people are, are wanting to go out and watch it as well and, and get behind it. So it's giving more opportunity and I think more inspiration to younger generations of sort of girls coming through that they can actually do it. And you've got role models now in horse racing, haven't you, in particular with people like Bryony, Rachel Blackmore, Holly Doyle? Yeah, so they've done unbelievably well. And I say it's you've got more girls coming through now, which is, is only going to be a good thing for the sport going forward. And Georgia, in cricket, do you think the the 100 last summer made a, a massive uh, influence on the women's game? Oh, yeah, the 100 was, had a, a much greater impact than I think anyone would have expected. And I think, again, as well, what that was down to is originally um, we were meant to play a standalone competition separate from the men. And because of COVID, the only way to sort of get the competitions across the line was to keep us all at the same venues and try and contain it as much as possible. So that was when the idea of playing back-to-back matches with the men came along. And I just think that was so influential in the success that we saw. Um, And in terms of getting families down and, you know, people actually getting the opportunity to have a full day or a full afternoon and evening of cricket and, you know, people started to come and watch the women's games and go, actually, this is better. If, if they've got young kids and families, they could come and watch the women's game, watch half of the men's game, and then they could leave at a bit more of a respectful time, but they still feel like they've got their money's worth out of their ticket. Um, and, and we just saw crowds grow and grow and grow. So, you know, that was one of the key factors, I think, for us. And 
you know, the men were brilliant in terms of supporting us and wanting to get behind us and wanting to put women's cricket on the map as well and encouraging people to get down and watch our games. And it just blew up. It was um, amazing to be part of and no one expected it to to rise the way it did and to get the crowds that we did, especially towards the back end of the tournament, it was just phenomenal. And we've had some young players, you know, 17-year-olds, like Alice Capsey, Freya Kemp coming through and playing for England. Yeah, I know. And, you know, we're, we're really excited for Freya Kemp because we've known, I, I've coached her since she was 11 and 12 years old and we've known she's been, she's always been a, a special talent. Um, and she struggled with injury. So she's not had, you know, she was due to play in the 100 last year, but unfortunately ruled out for the whole season with an injury. So um, she struggled growing because I think she grew. She was the same height she is now when she was 13, 14 years old. So um, she's had a tough few years, but we've always known she's been capable of um, big things. So to finally get her out out on the pitch and see her thrive out there has been amazing. And tournaments like this, you know, they do put, young players and on the map and it shows how brave they are to be honest I, I'm getting old now so I look at these girls and go I wish I could be as fearless as Alice Capsey and Freya Kemp well you're only 28 but uh, <laughs> when did when did you when did Tabitha when did you first meet uh, Georgia uh, it would have been when I first went to Brighton so I think I went in 2008 so <laughs> that makes oh. me feel old as well there we go yeah, was it 2000? It must have been, yeah. It'd have been something around then. Yeah. So, yeah, quite a long time ago now. <laughs> and George has, been talk- George has been talking about some, hopefully some clean stories about uh, hockey matches that you can say on air. I don't know yeah. if it's even a game. I think it might have even just been training or house matches or something. But bear in mind, she's a cricketer. I think I gave her the biggest bruise she's ever had. <laughs> the biggest bruise. <laughs> I got roped into, let me paint the picture right. I got roped. My whole time I was at Brighton College, I always, I was pretty average at hockey. Um, and everyone goes, oh, you're a cricketer, you'll be good at hockey. And I was pretty average at hockey. And I I think when I got into sick form, so I must have been 17, 18, I got roped into, I got persuaded to goalkeep. <laughs> and I'm like going, I've watched hockey goalkeepers and I'm like, I think they're nuts. And they're like, it's fine. You've got all this padding on. Like, you get a ball bowled at you at 60, 70 miles an hour, you'll be fine. So I'm like, right. So you very kindly offered, didn't you? You said, I think I had a second team game and you were representing the first team. Because you were a very handy hockey player. Um, And you kindly offered to warm me up. And it must have been like second ball in. She's absolutely whacked one from the top of the D. And it's something that I was learning the technique, wasn't it? And they encouraged goalkeepers to step out. Yeah, just or turn not just kick out the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to turn your knees out. And it basically managed. There was a gap in my padding of about this big. And Tabby managed to find that gap on the side of the knee. And I had this bruise, which and it just spread across my whole leg. And I just couldn't believe it because I've been hit by a cricket ball weekly, um, going at some pace off, off the bowling machine and things like that. And nothing had ever bruised me quite like this ball. And I went down like I'd been shot and I didn't get up for a long time either. I was like, I think I had an army of people lifting me up and I was like, right, that's it. Never again. Never again am I going in goal. <laughs> so you're that never playing in goal again? 
Never played that goal was again. my hockey goalkeeping um, career cut short there, <laughs> all because of this one. <laughs> I can only apologise, but I, <laughs> yeah. I, I've got a picture of the bruise somewhere and in the yeah. absolute delta. <laughs> we'll have to dig it out because it was honestly, it went black, didn't it? My whole leg. Yeah, I'm, I must see the must see the bruise now for the for the social media page. Yeah, um, I'm not I'm not being dramatic. Honestly, this is one of the worst bruises I've ever had. I think it flashes up on my Facebook memories every year. <laughs> yeah. When a nose flashes up, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll send it in. Well, I know how um, Tabitha got into to riding from uh, episode ninety four, but it's probably an obvious question, um, Georgia. But how did you get into cricket? Is it just your dad, you know, former England Test player and one-day international player? Yeah, I think for me, it's just all I ever knew growing up. And, you know, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I had a really informal approach into cricket as well, which I think was, in my career, quite influential because I never felt under pressure as a, as a youngster to go on and do big things. I never thought about England. I never thought about the next step. I was very much in the here and now and I just loved it because it, I was around all my friends and, you know, majority of my cricket when I was sort of 12 and younger was just played on the outfield with my friends at, you know, like people like Tom Moores, who's now gone on to do brilliant things for Nottingham and Trent Rockets and the 100 as well. And just with a softball in the nets, on the outfield, lobbing balls at each other, sliding around. And I think one day Claire Connor came up to my dad and said, why isn't she playing in the county age groups? Um, and dad was like, well, I didn't really know what the process was. Like, we didn't know much about it. And I went down one day and did a trial and kind of got in when I was, I think I was 12 or 13 and sort of went from there. And that's when cricket, for me, started getting serious around 15. I was really lucky to go to Brighton College because it thrived at girls' cricket, um, which was brilliant. We literally we just dominated, didn't we, Tabs? Yeah. And that, that's, when you came, that's when you came across that bowler, Tabitha Worsley. But just want to take you back. Just as, uh, I'd written down about pressure from your dad, but even though your dad had played international cricket, you know, he was cap- successful captain of Sussex, he, he, he didn't put pressure on you to um, take up cricket then? No, 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 not at all. If anything, it's probably the other way because he knew he knew how uh, stressful cricket was and the highs and lows of it can be quite brutal at times. So um, he was very, very laid back, actually. I remember as a kid kind of asking quite a lot to do net sessions with me or and he, he tended to just palm me off onto other people. But at the time, I was gutted because I actually wanted him to coach me. But I look back now and I think I really shouldn't complain because I did a lot of work with Murray Goodwin, who's a bit of a a Sussex legend and scored a lot of runs. So it, it wasn't like I was getting um, palmed off to any Tom, Dick and Harry. I did I did all right. But yeah, he kind of was the other way and he still is now. Like, can't get into a game. He hates watching. He hates, he gets so nervous. He'd just rather not be there. Just check the scorecard. <laughs> I, I won't remind you of that photo that was on the BBC page the, <laughs> yeah. the week on Father's Day. Oh, I know. I look a belter in that, don't I? <laughs> Said we need to go and re- recreate it. Well, I'm going to take you forward now to June 2010. Well, actually, Tabitha, take you forward to that. When you were playing for the Sussex under-15s against oh, Surrey. Um, you, can you, you opened the bowling. Can you remember much about that? 
That's a bit worrying if I'm opening the bowling. No, um, no, Tabitha. Tabitha. I was going to say, not me. Yeah. No, no, I've Tabitha. Had a lot Tabitha. of time since then, so I can't say it's a clear memory. No. <laughs> well, you bowl five. You bowl five hours for twenty-four. No wickets. Um, I, 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 I love. Not bad. Uh, George, I love economical. I love her initials though, because cricket loves initials, doesn't it? Doesn't it? And yeah. Tabitha's initials being T H E, it's just wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> the Worsley. Yeah, the one and only. The Worsley, <laughs> dominating with the ball, <laughs> terrified with the bat. That's that's what. Yeah, and you say to you all the time, like if you whack the cricket ball the way you whack the hockey ball, you'll be absolutely fine. Just stand yeah, still. I'm like standing in the goal where you got hit because it hurts. <laughs> yeah, sensible. But well, Georgia, yeah, did you well, ever? Did you face her? Did you ever face um, Tabitha yeah, as a bowler? Yeah, we, we trained probably not so much at Sussex because we're different age groups, but yeah. we both played um, at Horsham. Yeah, and so we played club cricket together, and obviously. Sure. Our our training at Brighton College was like a select girls group, so it was all ages, wasn't it? It was literally yeah. from the four form right the way up to mm. upper six, which would be your sort of your top um, last year of college. Mm. And we all tra- trained as a group um, quite a lot, so we did quite a lot together. Yeah, I don't think we were ever on opposite teams, though, were we? No, we always were on the I same mean, team. You will have probably put me through my paces in the nets a little bit. I mean, clearly that's why I'm where i've got to today it's down yeah, facing, right. <laughs> facing tabby in the nets i wouldn't be the cricketer that i am if i hadn't no, done that but thank me all for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah we um we definitely did it we've we've trained together and played together a lot but not yeah. not against each other no. so was tabitha a medium pace opening bowler yeah decent wheels on you yeah quick enough for bad old shoulders <laughs> yeah you got it down there well, I did did find because you, I've got Crick Archive, so I went on there and I found that Tabitha, apart from playing the two county games under fifteens, she you also played a lot for Horsham, didn't you? And I found a game where you got five for twenty four against wow, Shepparton. There we go. I, I can't say I remember it, but that sounds very good, so I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, probably a career she best, I think. Demon bowler for Horsham, I'm telling you. <laughs> we did have some fun. Demon batter. <laughs> well, oh, one of the reasons why I got you here was to, to, to sort of compare the, the two sports, if we can. And first topic I was going to ask you was about was uh, the types of pressure you both uh, um, are subjected to playing playing cricket and horse riding, and uh, what what sort of pressures do you sort of uh, encounter, Georgia? Oh gosh, where do you start in a game like cricket? Um, I think pressure, you're in pressure all the time, I guess. In, in Cricket's unpredictable um, and you can't, I'm quite lucky as an opening batter because I'm virtually heading into the same scenario every time I go out to bat. But even with that, you've got to be adaptable because, you know, if someone puts 200 on the board in a T20 opposed to 100, your method and the way you go about it has got to come it's got to be completely different so you're always under pressure I find in cricket but I think for me I've noticed it as a captain as well like um in the last sort of two or three years having the opportunity to captain at um professional level at domestic level you um 
I guess you feel responsible for the decisions you make. You know, if you don't win a game of cricket, you go, was it the decision I made at the toss? Um, did I do the right thing? Did I choose the, the right bowler to bowl? So I always feel like you are under pressure, but at the same time, I think it's the pressure that makes you thrive. Um, and probably anyone like Tavi will probably say the same thing. It's that sort of adrenaline and, and those, the harder moments that when you come through them, you keep wanting to, you almost crave it and check, chase it and it gets quite addictive and that's what I find in cricket it, it's brutal at times and you fail probably more than you succeed but when you do succeed in those high pressure moments it's the best feeling in the world so you're constantly trying to seek those, that, those feelings and and try and get better and better so I think yeah I don't know if that answers your question but I think like a jockey you're failing a lot more than you're you're actually winning winning races Tabitha so similar type pressure there 100% I say you you lose a damn sight more than you win it's the I say I mean last year I think what did I ride I rode 240 odd losers and 17 winners and it a lot of those losers they they run well they do well but it's all about the winners and if you're not winning you're sort of not noticed, so you, you don't get it. You end up putting pressure on yourself then. But as Georgia said, I think that that can only make you better. And when you do well under pressure, it gives you more confidence going forward that you'll do better still next time. How, how do you both deal with social media, which can be quite vile, and the criticism can be not very pleasant? <laughs> yeah, um, I think to be honest, I'm actually not overly active on social media other than like I use Instagram quite a lot because I'm quite a visual person and I prefer to sort of look at I guess pictures and and interact with people that way and and get an insight or a glimpse into what people are doing as opposed to I think Twitter is where it can get quite brutal um, and where a lot of sort of the hostility is so I try and stay off that like for me I use Twitter to I guess, promote stuff that I need to promote um, or share things that I think are important rather than reading through what people are saying to me or, um, I guess, bad press. So I try and just avoid letting it, avoid it to, to stop it getting to me. But, you know, the 100 was tough last year because people were on your every move and it was, it was on the BBC, it was on Sky um, every game. So you were always in the public eye and um, you do get random messages. But I think mo- like I just laugh it off most of the time. I try not to engage with it or, or read into it too much. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What about yourself, Tabitha? Yeah, much the same, to be honest, to say... With the racing, like generally the abusive messages you get, you know it's someone that's put 50p on it and they've lost 
a tiny bit of money and they're just trying to sort of get a rise from you so I mean if I stumble across them I'll tend to just block them delete them laugh at them and just move on because you know that they actually don't know what they're talking about and you just there's no point in getting hung up on it because it's not the people that matter so you just sort of keep your head up and just move on well changing the subject I wanted to ask you about both about fitness now how do you both keep fit very different sports (laughs) you you can start this one I'm sure you've got some interesting I just ride horses Uh, I actually I mean, unless I'm sort of recovering from injuries, I I generally will just ride a lot of horses every day. And I'm lucky that sort of through the winter, I'd be racing most days. So that just naturally keeps me fit. And you're then riding out for lots of different yards in the mornings. So you're naturally always busy and always doing. So it keeps me sort of race fit, really. It's hard work. <laughs> I used to have a horse when I was a kid. I was going to ask you whether you're, you've actually ridden well, at all. I say I had a horse. My mum, my mum was quite into horses, and my my middle sister um, had a horse as well. So, me and my mum got a joint horse, and it, nothing, nothing like what Tavi will be riding. I can tell you that much. She was a cob, and she was as slow as anything. And I still felt like she was going too quick for me. Like, nah, I can't even going far. into. <laughs> going into a canter I was like I was like I'm not sure about this but it's hard work on the legs goodness that's not answering the question though Georgia how do you actually keep fit is it running um uh yeah um, so obviously playing a game like cricket the, the yeah. expectations on fitness has actually massively increased in the last sort of five years because of the demand to be a good fielder to be athletic to be agile to be quick in and out um now if you want to make it to the top you you have got to be fit and it's never really had that stigma around it cricket it's always been a little bit of a leisurely sport uh drinking involved um and we've seen a real transition so we do quite a lot um and annoyingly we don't get a huge fitness kick from doing our training sort of batting and bowling in the nets probably seamers seam bowlers do a little bit because they're charging in and bowling around but for me as a little part-time spinner and a batter I I don't do a lot of physical stuff when I train so we have to do quite a lot extra so do a lot of running um biking when in the season a little bit more to keep off feet because obviously you're on your feet quite a lot um in cricket but yeah we we I would say I'm probably in the gym three times a week and then running or biking two or three times a week as well. And I guess your fitness is constantly being assessed by some data analyst. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. Well, we, we have to do every, every single session in a GPS now so they can track how far we cover and how they, it clocks how quick we run. Um, he can even, our S&C coach, John, even works out how many overs we've bowled in a session just from the line going back and forward back and forward and I think he's got some thing on his software that counts it so if I forget to count my overs he goes oh you bowled eight it's fine and I'm like so yeah it's all a bit it's all a bit high tech and we do a lot of fitness testing that's the that's the brutal part we we, we don't like November and we don't like April because it normally comes with a lot of fitness testing <laughs> <laughs> Um, moving from fitness to to injuries, um, injuries must be the worst uh, thing for a sportsman. How do the two of you deal with injuries? I know that um, 
George, you've had trouble with your shoulder and Tabitha, you broke your back at one point. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that sounds uh, yeah. nasty. I broke my back, uh, uh, coming up to four or five years I've got ago. 2017 down here on my notes. Oh, yeah. so, coming up to five yeah. years ago. Yeah. Uh, so obviously that was a, a well, I'd say long spell. I was off for three months. So that was a lot of time in the gym, a lot of rehab and sort of getting right again. But I think <laughs> I... I'm sure George will agree here. Like I think as a sportsman, when you've got something to get back for and work towards, you find you get back quicker because you've got that motivation to put the hard graft in and the hours in to achieve what you want to achieve. And I think it helps when you've got little targets and sometimes with a big injury, you have to break it down week by week. But I think when you've got things to work towards, it does make it a lot easier to to get through it. Yeah, I, I, uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think when I've had, I've had two serious injuries in my shoulder and my hip, and I think both times the I've been really lucky that the physios that I've worked with have been brilliant with me. Um, but actually, I found sort of just breaking it down week by week. By the end of this week, I, I want to have hit this, this, and this, rather than just thinking I need to be back by April. I need to be fit by April you can get quite absorbed by that. And I also think dealing with injuries, it's one of those things that if you've had one before, the next time you get one, you deal with it better. And that's what I found sort of with my shoulder. I was very process driven, goal driven. Um, I didn't, I didn't surround myself around cricket in terms of training too much. Um, Cause it's like rubbing salt in the wounds a little bit. And this time I just, I, I kept myself separate. I worked hard. Um, I still attended every training session with the girls and I was in and around the girls, but I'd be in the gym the whole time. And I didn't see a whole lot of what was going on from a cricket point of view. And I think that helped me because the first time I, I went through my hip surgery, I was at Loughborough uni and I, I went along to every squad session and I'd be feeding balls and I'd be in and around. And it was great to be in and around the girls and being around the team, but it was also really tough mentally because I just wanted to be doing everything that they were doing. And I was still quite heavily involved in it. So I was a little bit more secluded from the cricket side and just focused on everything that I could um, control from a physical point of view this time around. And I think that that helps you get through, but you just want to get back as quick as possible. So you do whatever you need to do to do it. Uh, well, moving on, I was going to ask you both a question here. Do you, Tabitha, do you ever watch um, Georgia play cricket? And <laughs> does Georgia ever watch Tabitha ride? I watched plenty of the hundred sort of last year. Um, we went to one game. I don't think any of the sort of you guys were playing that. I was at Birmingham. Uh, I can't even remember oh, playing. I say I hit my head all the time, but no, I, <laughs> I watch it sort of when I can. And the hundred was a really good opportunity to actually see some of it televised because there isn't that many of the girls' games that actually are televised. So it, mm. it was a nice opportunity to actually watch some of the people that, because as you were saying earlier, like Paige and all people like that. I remember all of them from Sussex days. So it's quite nice yeah. to actually see where they all are now. Yeah. No, it's like, it's the same, really. Like, I think with, it was like time, I think, with you. Like, every now and again, I'd see something on Facebook or something. I don't use Facebook that much. I probably use it more because it's nice to actually see what people are getting up to. But I'm, whenever you seem to be racing, I'm normally coaching. 
So we're always like running around like between me and Alexia, because again, Alexia was it was quite invested in sort of following you and seeing how you were getting on and things as well. So we try and have like stuff on a laptop, yeah. like at the side of coaching, but obviously try and be professional and make sure. <laughs> sorry, kids, we're just going to sit and watch the whole time. So it always seems to be the way it rolls. But maybe that's what we need to do now. We need to make packs. We're going to watch each other more. I need to, I need to come and watch you in in the flesh well so one day when I'm at Plumpton or Fontball or somewhere like that because that's down your way so that'd be I'm in Plumpton's just around the yeah, corner really. just around the corner I'll let you know when I'm down we'll there have to tee up. <laughs> I'll bring um I'll bring a few of the girls along we can come be we can come be your super fans for a day <laughs> and, and if they need a uh, any musical entertainment Tabitha at that race course then George is the person as well don't forget yeah, yeah I'll bring the, the girl band <laughs> Paige, Paige will come along. She'll definitely be there. Carla, you, you probably did. Yeah, Carla definitely. wouldn't have been your age group, would she? Because she was my age group. She but... was the one that, but I remember sort of her being around and stuff. Yeah. No, yeah, she's a wicked keeper, wouldn't she? Yeah, keeper. Yeah. She can come along for the ride too. <laughs> there we go. This is like a school reunion, this. Uh, it is. Georgie, Georgie, this is why you're doing the podcast, isn't it? Georgia, you um, mentioned before about captaincy. Now, your dad was a very successful captain of Sussex, leading them to three county championships. Was it always inevitable that you'd become a captain? Is it something you you always wanted to be? Um, do you know what? I never thought about it growing up playing because I never captained at age group level. Um, my best friend was the, the captain of our team, um, Kiara Green. So... I didn't really think about it. I, I obviously did a little bit of captaincy here and there, like I captained the school side at Brighton College, and I did a little bit of captaincy up at Horsham. Um, but I think it, I have a lot of qualities that would make, well, that do make me a good leader in terms of, um, I'm a massive people person. I obviously absolutely love the game, very passionate, um, go above and beyond. But equally, like I'm very... I'm very different to my dad in in nature and in character. And I'm a little bit of a, I'm quite not emotional in terms of I'm always crying, but I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm a little bit of a feeler. So I always wondered if that would impact me as a captain. And I think for me, it's it's an area that I always have to work on it. it being quite black and white, being like not brutal, but like to the point and, and being okay with the decisions that I make um and knowing that I try and do everything that's right for the team and I guess not worry about upsetting people um and I not saying that my dad isn't like that um but he's a much more of a logical brain um and he can process things and and deliver and and be okay with it because you know that's and that's something that I've struggled with but I've definitely developed and got better at that obviously under Charlotte Edwards guidance here as a mentor at at the Vipers I, I think my leadership has flourished because I picked her brains and learned so much from her but it was something that I fell into I think at Sussex I captained from quite a young age probably made a lot of mistakes and did a lot wrong um but actually getting things wrong is how I guess how you get better so uh now I absolutely love it I couldn't you know it I couldn't imagine not captaining um the Vipers now and I I've um you know hopefully got better and better as a leader and as a captain as well well you've won the last was it two Rachel Hale Flint trophies and I was thinking when you were talking about hockey that um 
you know, don't don't make good cricketers. Well, Rachel Hayo Flint played. Uh, I'm pretty sure she played uh, hockey for England as well as obviously playing cricket for England. And yeah, she was quite a talented lady, I think. And you also won last year's, well, this year's Charlotte Edwards yeah. Cup. We're doing, we're uh, doing well. I, I can't complain really, um, but I guess that's the other angle. It's it's easy when you're winning. Cricket's great when you're winning. It's uh, you come into your own, I guess, when when you're under the pump and you start losing. It reveals a lot more about character, but we've done a lot right and I've worked hard. I, I, one thing I will say is I do give all my time and I get, I try and give as much as I can to, to being a good captain and to doing whatever I need to do for the team. You know, I work a lot with Lottie. Um, I do a lot of planning, a lot of preparation and I've sort of been learning on the job a little bit for the last two years, but I found that works for me um, and, and doing it quite thoroughly to try and retain as much as I can up here. And then when I'm on the pitch, I can, I've got everything. I've got my plan A's completely nailed down and laid out. And it does make it a bit easier if you then have to go to your plan B because you're not thinking in overdrive. So I can rely a little bit on gut instinct um, if things don't go to plan when I'm out there. But I do do a lot of planning and prep and and that works for me. And Tabitha, before, before a race, you must do planning on the other horses in the race how you're going to race with the, with the trainer as well? Yeah, definitely. I say we're very lucky that, um, I mean, everything is filmed now. So if you don't know the horse, you can watch all its previous runs, but you can also look at all the runs of other horses you're running against. So you can work out a rough plan of how you want to ride the horse. I mean, quite often in racing, you end up in plan E by the third fence because something's fallen, something's ducked out and there's so many variables and I think very similarly you just got to think on your feet sometimes and and go with what you feels best at the time and hopefully as you the more you do the better you get at making those split second decisions yeah you've got the added complication of dealing with an animal whereas um, George has got 10 players and uh, 10 uh, <laughs> girls in her team yeah I don't, I don't know what's easier dealing with a horse or dealing with 10 girls on the pitch <laughs> I think if you're dealing with a chestnut mare that's probably harder but <laughs> yeah weigh it up <laughs> yeah. well drawing drawing to a close now Georgia how much are you looking forward to the 100 you're sitting there with your southern brave cap on you're, you're not going to be de- DJing in about a week's time you are actually going to be playing and you've moved teams from the Oval Invincibles to the Southern Brave. How did that come about? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. I think um, for me, I was I was in a tricky situation really having to make. We had a we had a two week window to decide, and Southern Brave came in and offered me a contract, and as did the Oval, said that they'd like to retain me. And I think um, initially I did um, want to sign for the Oval, but I didn't seen to get as much clarity on what my role would be there and I think their team was not finalized within the window that I was looking to sign and they had a few changes they they've been like I, I feel for the head coach John Batty because actually they've been hit by quite a lot of injuries and and had a few changes and I think what happened as as new signings were coming to light it was becoming probably apparent that I'd be further down the order this summer um which I was completely okay with 
as I'll be down the order for for Brave. But um, what Southern Brave provided me was, you know, complete role clarity um, and hopefully or possibly an opportunity to bowl. Um, I've never really seen myself as an all-rounder, but the last two years I've been bowling more and more and it's been going pretty well. So um, I'm I'm sort of getting a bit older and I just want to play in an environment where I know that I'm going to really enjoy the team atmosphere, the, t- the the group of girls that I'm around. Not that I didn't enjoy last summer, but you know, most of the girls down here at Brave and my teammates at Vipers, who I get on really, really well with, and I've got a brilliant relationship with Lottie. Um, she's by far the best coach that I've worked with, and you know, I I just it just felt right. I think I went on a gut a gut feeling, um, and so here I am in a slightly different hint of green um this summer so I'm really looking forward to get going I, I love playing here at the Aegeus as well and I think everything sort of fell into place and um I can't wait to get going it's, it just feels like a lifetime waiting for it to start now the men have got going now well, last year you you played for the oval team that won the competition you opened the batting so are are you going to be like the the sixth bowler who bowls like ten, two sets of five and that sort of thing yeah, I mean, hopefully I'm not required too much because then otherwise I'd be worried about what's, what the other bowlers are doing in front of me. But um, yeah, we, we've got some very, very talented bowlers. Um, but I guess I think in the Brave makeup, um, they haven't got a lot of their star batters aren't actually all-rounders. And you often see a lot of overseas players who are all-rounders and things like that getting brought in because they're quite appealing because they bat and bowl. Um, but we've obviously got Danny Wyatt, Sophia Dunkley. I mean, she can bowl a little bit. Uh, and Smriti Mandana, who are predominantly just batters. Um, so the team in general sort of felt that they were a little bit light on bowling. So having me as an option with the ball, I'm hoping I'm not going to be required too much because the girls that we do have um ahead of me are, are very uh, very talented far more talented than me um but it'd be great to get a little bit of exposure this summer with the ball well we'll look out for your your bowling uh, <laughs> yeah. moving on to sort of uh the future really and sporting ambitions um i'll ask you first tabitha i think i mean i just try and build on I had a very good season last year my best season comfortably to date and I think for me it's just building on that and just keeping improving the quality of the horses I'm riding and I mean always crucially try and stay injury free and they say you get on the right horses and ride some big winners and just just keep improving really and bigger and better winners is all we can ask for. And Georgia, do you still hope one day you could play for England? You played under 19s and the England Academy? Yeah. Or? Um, I think sort of it's a, it's a funny one because when we came into the first year of the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy, when it very first went professional and they started this new domestic regional league, um, it was the first season I've gone into into well covid helped as well we we were lucky to get any cricket at all but it was the first time i'd gone into a season not thinking about england and i played the best cricket i've ever played and then of course with that i got roped back in i played a lot of england day cricket in the last couple of years and i've been there or thereabouts again after probably three years out of the england system completely um and it's tough i think i find that when I get roped in by it and when I get absorbed by England, it does have an impact on 
my cricket and the way I play. Um, so I think I've come to terms with the fact that, you know, women's cricket is is on the rise still. It's growing and, and we're doing so well. And I love playing down at the Vipers. It's the first time I've properly enjoyed um well, not the first time, but I've just got a group of people around me where they make the environment so enjoyable. And, you know, I love what I do. I love going to work. I, lo- I love every game with these girls. And, you know, that's really rewarding. And try not to think about it too much. You know, I, it'd be wrong to say you don't want to play for your country. because I think everyone wants to try and get to the top. And I'd love to represent England. But, you know, now with tournaments like the 100 and, the opportunities to go overseas and play in the big bash and things like that it, it's you can have a brilliant career without making it right to the very top now which is um which is great well there's nothing better to to have two people who enjoy what they're doing uh thanks <laughs> very much for joining me on the paddock and the pavilion and sort of comparing the two sports uh we've we've sort of had a school school girl reunion we've heard about <laughs> your know. hockey hockey brews um, what a we've heard, heard about the Worsley's bowling, um, George <laughs> Adams' uh, riding riding of thoroughbred horses. No cobs. I, I tell you what, you wouldn't there. get me on any of those horses that you ride. One day, You're crazy. <laughs> Imagine, maybe we should do a swap. Like you can come in and train for the day, and you can come and, and ride then you can teach there. me how to ride a horse like you. There we go. We can do that. We'll get that. Yeah. I think my physio would have kittens. <laughs> It'd be quite a swap, wouldn't it, to have yeah, uh, it would make Ta- for some... Tabitha opening the bowling in the in the uh, hundred and uh, and then Georgia riding a you know a novice chaser at <laughs> Cheltenham. And, yeah, I'd be there with my eyes shut, holding on for dear life, <laughs> just sit and hope. Yeah, just <laughs> sit. <and laughs> hope. If you sent me in to open the batting, I'd probably just duck away as the ball came. <laughs> Stand there with the bat like that. <laughs> yeah, don't me. Uh, I'd, I'd ask to be super glued to the saddle i'd like just glue me on <laughs> well, well thank you very much for entertaining me for about the last half an hour and good luck uh, georgia in the in the hundred for, and also in the rachel hay rachel hayho flint trophy the finals thank at lords this much. year so uh, yeah no, best of luck for that incentives <laughs> and also tabitha i think you're on you said you were going away shortly because you've got your summer break but uh, i hope you keep riding plenty of winners yeah. in the national hunt game thank you be down to watch you yeah plumpton here we go plumpton <laughs> it's where it's at well thanks very much both of you for joining me thank, thank you for having us thank you for listening to the paddock and the pavilion you can download the show on apple Podcasts, amazon music soundcloud Stitcher and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at the Pad and Pav. Don't forget, if you like the show, please do leave us a rating and review. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.